0: and gentlemen this is a monday episode
1: oh yes
0: after all the football that has taken place throughout the weekend this is the steven talk soccer podcast welcome back i am joined by a co-host the ever-present co-host who's normally there with me on footy fridays nari what are you saying how are you doing on a monday how are you feeling this monday
1: this is a brazy monday guys no word of a lie but this is the start of a new era if I may say so myself, you know what I mean? We're just going to go even crazier than we already have been going with it. I appreciate all the love you guys have been showing, my little bro right here. You've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. What is love? Watching a lot of games, so we're just going to keep running it up. It's me again, here to stay. Let's get with it.
0: Yeah, this is going to be like a new a new uh, status quo. You guys let me know what you think about this new collab, this new partnership. I know we obviously have had it for a couple months now on Fridays, but we're going to put out Mondays as well, so... You guys let me know what you think. But as always, as I said at the beginning of every episode, you're probably tired of hearing it. But just as a reminder for the new listeners to the podcast, make sure to STS, make sure to subscribe, make sure to tell me how you feel about the Steven Talk Soccer podcast and make sure to share with everyone that you know as well. Again, we're not going to go over the typical, you know, let's just get straight into the transition into the football. Without any further talk. Newcastle versus Liverpool was the first match of the Premier League match day. The match day 35. We're reaching the end, ladies and gentlemen. We are reaching the end of the Premier League season. This, you know, for me, football is often, and now you can tell me how you feel about this, but football often reflects my life. And I said that because each match day or the different periods of the match day, like you know, zero to fifteen, and then fifteen to, to thirty, and then thirty to eight. It feels like different time periods. So obviously, life is going on while the football is going on.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. So
0: when I watched and I feel like the last couple uh, games of the season, for me, it, r- it reminds me of how much I've been through, you know, after watching Match Week 1 and Match Week 2 yeah. and then Match Week 3. And I remember the first game of Brentford and Arsenal sitting in the, this very same basement and, and watching the game. And all of a sudden, I'm watching a couple of the, the last couple of games of the season. So
1: I don't want to say too much, but you remember when Lukaku was putting in work? That's, a, that's a, that give you a timeline right there. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean, though. Like, a, <laughs> yeah, you think about that. You're like, yo, I remember that was the thing at one point. Like, that was the reality. He, he just just got signed. It looked very promising that first week.
0: And now he's rumored to be leaving for approximately 75 million in the summer. And he's unhappy. He said he's willing. He wants to stay, but if he has to go, he'll go. Which is fair enough because I mean, the season has been a complete write off in his eyes, rightfully so.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna leave that right there. It was only for timelines and, and big stamps because I just remember that being a huge thing. That's why I mentioned it. Not see. even to get into a whole emotional rant here. Of course not. We
0: don't need to go into another heartbreaker like I we'll No, win. no, we'll no, win. no, no, no. But uh, one nothing no. to Liverpool at the uh, St. James's Park. A very, very tightly contested match. A 1-0 scoreline is very untypical. It's very uncharacteristic of Liverpool. Normally, when you watch the Reds, you expect a big scoreline. They often win by big margins. This game was not the case. They did get one really good goal that came through the likes or through Naby Keita who is a bit of a fringe player you could say for Liverpool not really playing every single game week in week out but when he does come on and when he does play like most players in this Liverpool team since Klopp has put a stamp on the squad they make an impact they make a difference and his composure to score this goal I thought was really really well done and it just showed exactly where Liverpool are mentally you know the season for them is one of their best I think in the last 50 years and that's no, no exaggeration this is the best Liverpool I've seen in in years so Really good performance, good win, and uh, that's my take on the game. Mario, right, you can tell me how you feel about the uh, the match overall.
1: You know, just dominance again by Liverpool, you know. Um, that goal by Keita as was... Per. As per. per, you know, status quo. Um, great yeah, goal once, by Keita. Yeah, yeah, great goal by Keita. I really liked his composure to beat the keeper that way. He looked like he was very comfortable in the box, you know. A lot of times players in that type of position, because the build-up play was brilliant. I think it was, what, Sané who slipped him in? Sani, sorry, Sani um, Yeah, you can see that? See, like, uh, you know what it is.
0: Many football fans made that's a mistake. Yeah. Like, I Like definitely, allow you. you made some other ones like Minamino or you butchered. Yeah, yeah,
1: for yeah, no yeah, reason. yeah. That yeah. one is not. Allow me on that one.
0: Yeah, This one. You... Oh, by the way, go go check out that episode because you guys can go hear Nari's pronunciation of that guy because he violated Minamino that one when that one the FA Cup or, uh, Oh, Cup geez episode. Yeah, pre it though. Pre that episode still. Super joke. Super super funny. You hear how many times Nari says this guy's name and every time he says it, it's like oh, violo, violo, violation, violation, violation. Yo.
1: That one, there was a. But no, I yeah. see what he
0: did it because there's obviously Lira Sane and, and his name's after the NAS. Yeah, no, I
1: know it's not Sane, but Mane, yes. I meant. He uh, slipped him in, yes. Slipped him in beautifully. And then, yeah, once again, being the keeper, finishing with the left. Thought it was a great goal. Uh, Luis Diaz had a good game. Or Luis, sorry. You see, I'm tripping on the names. But yeah, he had a great game. A lot of good moments. Um, Sala being subbed on, I thought was interesting but yeah, i liked I mean, it. The
0: resting players for the game in midweek against yeah. Villarreal
1: which makes sense. But. True, true, true. Um but yeah, not much else to add to that, you know what i mean? There's only one goal so yes that i was there but only intermittently, you know what i'm saying?
0: Yeah, cuz as the saying goes, if you guys had not heard it, no goals. No Nari. So uh, and it was expected because Liverpool as you mentioned, they did play a second string team given that there's a big game for them to play in midweek against Villarreal in the second leg of the Champions League in the semi-final. Which is why they obviously played a rotated team. And they could afford to do so given the depth, strength and depth that they have. Onto a team where, you know, they used to be Nari Sleeper. Maybe they still are a Nari Sleeper club. I don't know. But uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, the Wolves. Who man. Absolutely. James hardened, Chefed. Cooked. Put in a pot like Kirby. look like King Dedede's in uh, in Super Smash Bros. Man,
1: they really are performing poorly, man. They they didn't look like they had anything together. Um, disinterested, more so not even less they're disinterested. On the beach, they're on the beach. Yeah, and not even just that. It's like they just didn't seem. They seemed a little nervous. Didn't seem like they really had their. Everybody had their boots, you know, laced, laced up, and the the socks weren't tight enough. You know, they're they're baggy. They're dripping down. You know what I'm saying? It just it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. They don't look the same like they did in, in the beginning of the season.
0: Agreed. Brighton won this match three nothing. A penalty, of which was two penalties were given in this game in the first yeah. half. I did think both of them were penalties. I thought, I thought the, the decision making in this game was actually quite accurate. I did agree with both decisions. You
1: thought that foul on Welbs was a, a enough, enough,
0: enough. Because given the consistency of the Premier League, like how bad the standard is. Does that make you see B- what I'm saying? Well,
1: no, no. If you're saying it like that, okay, is that what, what we're doing?
0: Yes, that, that's what I'm basing it off of. What I've seen All other right, ones give me. as
1: well. So, yeah, then if that's the case, then yes, I agree. Okay, good.
0: Uh, on a basis of an actual penalty? No. The first one for me, I don't know if it's the first, second one. Whenever one when that got tripped, that one for me is not a penalty. No. Not enough. But the the uh, the ruling that we're going by now is yeah, 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 yeah. it's definitely a exactly. It's consistent. It's consistent with what we know we yeah. consider a penalty. So, right. McAllister stepped up. It looks like the uh, Scottish Messi, as we call them, because... Kind of does look like Lionel Messi. Mm. And he's half Argentine, Argentinian and half Scottish, so he has a bit of a Messi blood in him. Two very, I mean, both penalties to me are a bit poor, I'm going to be real. The first one was,
1: he, yeah, he was, was well
0: saved. Wasn't it was a save? I no, know. no. He, he was missing it. Didn't he
1: it? hit the post.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. He hit the post. And Jose I put him off really well. That's what it was. Yeah,
1: he hit the post. And then the second one, he went to the same spot. I and knew he'd he do that.
0: I knew it. I knew yeah. he'd go to the same side again. I said it. He's going to go to the same side again. Yeah. This time, he's going to score.
1: Yeah, I wasn't really a fan of those pens. It just, sometimes, like, when a pen is trash like that, I just feel like, bro, they should just retract a point. Like, that was garbage, man. Guy went up there, he, he just wasn't convinced. He didn't convince himself. If you're not convinced yourself in your pen? you Why sure. is anybody else? Why is that possible? You have to convince yourself first, always, and everything. And then you got to convince that ball to go into that net. He didn't seem like he was ready for that.
0: We'll get to that later this episode, towards the, the last game of this uh, this match day, Manchester United versus uh, Brentford, where Ronaldo literally just did that just now. Had a penalty and he literally just lashed it home like there's no tomorrow. Right? Yeah, he man. had that conviction before he even took it. Yeah,
1: you got to know that when you're taking this, this is going in. Like there's no other way. There's no if-ands or buts about it. Like I'm kicking this ball, it's going across c- that line. That's that simple.
0: Yep. Agreed. And then they got another goal in the second half through Leandro Trossard, who's been on a really good run of form. This guy, to me, is a player that surely should be looking for a bigger move. I've said this at least for the last couple of weeks now. You guys can listen to the more recent episodes I've done. I've said this many times, that I think he's a really top-quality player. And to play for Brighton isn't a bad thing, because Brighton are on the up there, I'm definitely in an upward upper trajectory. But I do think his qualities could be used in a team that's even more dominant. And, and I mean, Brighton do dominate the ball a lot. But I feel like and a team that creates even more chances than Brighton do, which is saying a lot because we call Brighton XGFC for a reason, but still, nonetheless, it's, uh, it was a really good performance on them overall. And he epitomized that with his goal. And then Eve Basuma, a player that's going to be looked at by every single club in this, in the, in this summer transfer window because everyone wants a six. Everyone wants a DM. An episode I did make, uh, you know, it's not out yet, but you guys will hear it soon. It's in the archives. Where I mentioned just how important this position in football is. And he's another player who is going to be, you know, highly coveted. Scored a really good goal late in the game as well to make it 3-0 for Brighton. But uh, on to the next game. And this is the team that I really like. Not Southampton, because they're on the beach as always. Mm-hmm. And, you know They live south of the region, They're next to the coast, next to the water. So, you know, they're definitely on the beach. But Crystal Palace, man. Southampton versus Crystal Palace. The match finished 2-1 to Crystal Palace. And Palace were largely, largely poor, especially in the first half. I thought Crystal Palace were quite, quite shocking to, beginning, to begin with in the opening stages. And then they really, really stepped up and picked up uh, the gears as the game went on. Uh Oriel Romeo, a former Chelsea player, just for those interested, give you some context. I think he's from Barca's Academy as well. So even more context. He scored uh in the ninth minute for Southampton to put them ahead from a, a very well taken set piece, typical of you know, James Wright Process's deliveries onto Romeo's head. One-nothing for Southampton. And then in the second half, the two, you know, I mean two guys that I think are so tricky, like for me, uh, Crystal Palace have some of the most technically gifted players in the Premier League. I really do believe it. Zaha, for me, is up there. He really is up there. On his day, Zaha is, is that guy. He is I even think about
1: on his day, I don't think I've ever seen Zaha have a, a lapse in, in technical ability. You know, sometimes people have... I think have,
0: it's mentality. It's not... Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. That. People have seasons where it's like, oh, this guy is mad tech. You know who, somebody who's had a lapse, for example, and I don't even want to say this, was Thiago Alcantara. Like, this guy... No, I'm saying in, in his career. In, in his yes, career, 100%, Like, yeah. you, he's always been quality, but there's been times where you're questioning, like, how sick is this guy? He's kind of reminding you guys. A lot of, I feel like a lot of people are like, whoa, this, who is this guy? Bro, he's been around for a minute, man. Like, this is... He's been one of my favorite players for a while. Low-key under the radar. You can attest to that. I've always talked about him. For a while. Yeah. Even at Barca. At Barca, start. yeah, yeah. Like and he this, never got any minutes. I mean, you're not going to start over in yeah, and Iniesta. No, so. no. Impossible. Impossible. Exactly. Impossible. But, uh, yeah, um, Zaha did well. Um, scoring that winning goal
0: in the, what was that, 92nd? Yeah, I'm just going to get that. The 92nd minute, you know, late, late. And the thing is, he's picking up this this skill in his game. Because I think has realizing that to play football, you need to be both mental and physical. And for too long, all he cares about is beating three people and not making everyone and making a highlight reel for himself and not being decisive in the match. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all good and dandy to be looking great aesthetically in terms of how you beat players and how you take them one-on-one.
1: You need to win but you need to
0: put the ball in the back of the net. That's the point. You're playing up front for a reason. Not playing in the left back where you're expected to defend and then maybe do a skill move. He's in a position where he's expected to score goals consistently. He's the the talisman at the end of the day. So the same score that Gold told me like he's, especially this season, I think it's his best or highest goal scoring season in his career at least at Cristian Palace. And it shows you, I think it's 11, 12 goals this season, which just shows you that he's really, he's hitting, he's finding his his, his rhythm finally. Mm-hmm. And this goal to me I said, yeah, he's he's in his bag. We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, the goal against Norwich. The one I told you, oh, I think it's a, goal, it's a goal this season. Can it go? It's a goal this season. I remember, yeah,
1: we talked about that one.
0: Remember, like, oh, it's not goal this season. I mean, you're right mm-hmm. kind of looking back on it, but I just think that that kind of quality is coming out. So nice to see that from him. But uh, when we we'll come back, we'll be discussing the bottom half, the last couple stages of, should I say places in the Premier League table and how those fixtures went. And now, ladies and gentlemen, on to the relegation scrap. An absolute battle. This is like Vimy Ridge, bro. You Canadians listening, I know you guys know know this ones about history class. Vimy Ridge, if you know, you know. But this was a... I don't
1: even know, bro. Oh,
0: wow. Okay, we won't get into that now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Was, the thing is, well, it's like, I'm sure they were like, bro, this guy is giving us too much credit. Like, I don't know who, who the hell that well, is. Well, I mean,
0: in every history class, they talk about Canada's first ever victory and like, Vimy, yeah, in the in, their, in the first world war, the first ever victory. In, is uh, that what the, the land? Would they know. have
1: the landmines? Yeah,
0: something like that.
1: What yeah. is that? That place where they say that if, if you walk to this day, a landmine could go off still. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, I'm just giving some context to say that this game was an absolute war. It's like it's like a, a battle, like the War of 1812, whatever war you can think of. It's just an absolute uh, crazy, you know, like feisty match of football. I finished 2-1 to Burnley, who were, I mean, again, just like Crystal Palace, like I just mentioned, were not the greatest in this game. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I thought Burnley, they had their moments in the first half, but they looked really dangerous going towards the, end, the latter stages of the, of the match. I thought Wofford, who are typical Wofford, they don't know how to keep a clean sheet. They're like yeah, two or three-year-old children who piss the bed. Every morning Burley, they wake up and yeah. there's another
1: stain of the, in the bed that needs to be cleaned. They can't keep the sheet clean, fam. No, man. They really cannot. They had no reason to, to concede at that time because no. the way that that goal was, was conceded was just pure chaos. It was chaotic, man. None of the defenders would get the ball out. Nobody's willing to to risk it, put their body on the line to block the ball. Like everybody was looking at each other to figure out who's going to do it. Yes, who's yes, gonna, who's, yes. Everybody's looking at each other, and then before they knew it, it was in the, it was in the goal. And I I actually like that goal a lot because it's one of those where one, the Jack
0: Cork goal for, for the first goal for Bernie the second goal, is, the, oh, the, the, the Brownhill goal, yeah, yeah, the yeah. winning goal. Yeah, because yeah, yeah,
1: okay. it was a nice assist in in the sense that the assist was very simple, but it's one of those where like they, it was put on a platter. I don't know who passed it because all these Englishmen. Yeah, let me not even say that. But the, there's just too many of them. But um, some, some, some man's, he, he passed that. And then... Matei Vidro, to be specific. <laughs> yeah, somebody bro. Say that, I'm, yeah, Somebody was waiting for that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody was. But anyway, he passed that. He's had,
0: he's had a good couple, a, a couple of games, but
1: yeah. Yeah, he has? I uh, forget a that, run, man. But no, still. go on, go on, go on. But yeah, he passed it. To and Brown, then it yeah. was a well-taken strike placed in the corner. And that was that, man. You know what I mean? They win the game. And of course, all momentum and for for Watford has completely been deceased at that point in time, and the rest is history, you know. Two one Burnley.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have to give some more context. Burnley did concede early, and normally when you're playing, we didn't
1: say that. No, I didn't say that. Oh damn, bro, you were
0: taking it long. Well, you were the one stepping yeah. and talking about Brown Hills late goal. that like people, <laughs> people knew the scoreline and everything. I hadn't even said that yet. But anyways. <laughs> Burnley had conceded early in the match away from home, which normally is a sign of, you know, this match is going to be a long one because when you concede early away from home, things are never easy. That's just a fact. Right. And, but Whoppard's ground, Vicarage Road, is not a fortress. That is a playground, my guy. You go there to go swing on the swings, on the monkey bars, to play, uh, you know, what's that gun game called? Marco Polo, Sandman, all of the above. You're playing on that pitch because it's not a, it's not a fortress by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. yeah. And then, as you mentioned with the, the I mean, you mentioned the cork goal, the Jack court goal, which I thought was actually really good as well. The way that Burnley are so, they have this resilience. They have this, belief that no matter what no matter what the scoreline the situation they're going to find a way to get a result and after sacking sean dash which i said in my again a more recent episode i made talking about how that might have been a mistake getting rid of their manager who's kept them up for the last eight years or so they find a way to still be brilliant burnley have this this gritty just in, inner belief this this i can't even this is incentive to say no matter what we're going to find a way to pick up a result
1: courage is the magic that turns dreams into reality
0: And they did it again, and Watford are almost guaranteed, just like the next team we'll get onto, like Norwich, to get relegated. Now, on to the Villains, who have been shocking for the last six, seven weeks. And we haven't spoken much about Aston Villa in a while. Yeah, But, I mean, Philip Coutinho and company have not been doing that great. That's why they're not getting too much credit or too much chatter being spoken about them. Mm -hmm. But they did win, however, in a very convincing fashion, you could say, against Norwich City, who are officially relegated from the Premier League. Oh, what a shock, ladies and gentlemen. Yo-Yo Club going up one season, coming down the next, going up one season. An elevator up in season. It's just, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Anyways, they lost 2-0. And goes from Ollie Watkins, what do you think about that goal? I thought that was a really good finish, the way he settled that from the pass from, I believe, who played that? I don't remember who played that. But it was a glorious, glorious pass to find Watkins. And the way he was able to run on goal and just slap it over the goalkeeper's hands. Made it look, from a tight angle as well. You knew he told himself, doesn't matter what angle I'm in, as soon as I receive it, I'm going to be able to get the strike off and score. And I thought that that instinct that he had to put it in was a really good sign. Just like he did in the in the reverse fixture as well, to make it one nothing to Aston Villa. You don't remember the goal, do you?
1: Nah, man, I'm actually baffled right now. I don't, that one is, is is past my head right now.
0: All good. All good. And then in late in the game and Norwich were kind of slowly building back into the match, but I'm certain they'd heard the news that Burnley had just scored a goal that would guarantee them to be relegated after beating Watford, which probably made it worse, given that you're like, oh, you know, we're losing already anyways, and now Burnley have made the game equalized, and now we're guaranteed to be relegated. What's the point of playing anymore? And you could argue there really isn't anything to play with anymore except for pride. And then, all of a sudden, Danny Ings, who has had a quietly a terrible season as well, might I add, made the put the dagger, he put the dagger into Norwich City, who, again, for some more context, Norwich City's manager is the former Aston Villa coach who got sacked earlier this season. So he went to his old ground Dean Smith and got cooked by his former club and got the club he's currently coaching with him relegated. L, man. L, L, L in the chapter. L relegation. L, chapter. L, L, L relegation. L relegation, for real. L relegation. Very no, bro. Result. like
1: W, w relegation. <laughs> yeah. W relegation, bro. W I want to add
0: really quickly because I know you're a fan of this guy. Leon Bailey did have his chances to open the scoring as well, which a, a really, really good effort that hit the crossbar, a really good shot that he took that just clipped off the bar that could have easily made it one nothing, but it didn't. But that kind of spurred the ability to go on and win the match comfortably.
1: Well, I mean, that's promising respect to Leon Bailey, even though I don't know what he's up to. Flop of the season, bro. He's up there with the the, the and the Greenish's. Yeah, this world. Man, He's actually cool. really. Given all the hype an, around him, and it's saying, embarrassing. Oh, he's gonna be that guy. He's gonna be that guy.
0: He's gonna be that guy. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Man. And he's he's played maybe what I like, think like seven or eight games this oh, season, man. and he's been largely anonymous in those matches. Whenever he's played, yeah. more more of a passenger than a footballer on the pitch, That's unfortunately. Poor. But now onto the uh, the citizens who are obviously had, you know they played a day later than Liverpool, and which obviously meant that they'd have to. Come from behind in terms of points, points uh, tally because they they were one point behind Liverpool going into this game. They did win 4-0 against Leeds City or Leeds United. Wow, well, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm thinking about Norwich. Uh, Leeds United, really good performance for Manchester City. And uh, your boy, two Brazilians actually, more Brazil. They see the Celisão coming out again. I say this every episode, you know, they see the Brazilians coming to Cook because Gabriel Jesus... And Fernandinho amongst the four scorers for Manchester City Mm -hmm, in this game. mm -hmm. Again, a really good performance for Manchester City. I have to Mm -hmm, give credit where credit is due. I don't think a 4 0 scoreline is representative or really. It wasn't. It was a bit of a harsh result on Leeds because Leeds actually played fairly well and they defended a lot better than they did in the reverse fixture where City beat them. Yes. Seven, nothing—a whopping seven 0 Seven. It felt like a cricket score was about to be loaded up in that game, mm. and it nearly happened in this one, given the scoreline, but given the balance of the play, Leeds didn't deserve to lose four nothing. Nari, what are your thoughts on the uh, the goals from the Brazilians and just the performance from Manchester City as a well? whole? Uh,
1: dominance, as always. I really was impressed with. Uh, well, I mean, this is old news, but their set piece ability is. By the way, I wow. want to add really, quick,
0: really quickly. Phil Foden, for me, in this game was absolutely magnificent. I was
1: actually going to give him his props as well. I was going to give him his props that he's he's been assisting, I think, every game. For the,
0: for the past like six, seven games, yeah, now he's yeah. been that guy. That's so true.
1: No, he's really been on, on uh, in form, as you could say. And just the set-piece ability, once again, for Man City is just really showing to be prominent and um, the best in the league, in my opinion. I don't think there's really any debate for that because they just executed so well. Burnley have entered the chat. Burnley have entered the chat. Yeah. Burnley true. Brandly's up there. And too.
0: West Ham. I've also entered the chat.
1: Yeah, but they can exit, bro. <laughs> you gonna boot them? They out? can boot them. What are boot you, the them. moderator? I'm I'm moderating. Yeah, yeah. No, man. I think City has it on, on lock, real because the the movement. Everybody's runs are so well timed. I notice a lot of times what they do is they have that one. They always have two players that approach the ball on any given set piece. So this already creates confusion. Then you have the classic one person runs over the ball. Usually, I mean, it's not usually. Depending on the distance, I've noticed that if it's closer, Foden will take it. If it's further, he'll always step over. Foden usually doesn't usually take long free kicks. Then after that run, is, initial run over the ball is made, there's like three or four players that start their run, pulling away some defenders and creating a bit of a, a channel, if you will, almost as though it's like a, the nucleus of a tornado. You know what I mean? Like the epicenter, you could say. They create yeah, specific, that space. But yes, I'm
0: following. I'm following the picture. I know you're yeah. following.
1: I know yeah. you're following. I'm trying. I'm trying to just create the picture. I'm like, did that make sense? It
0: yeah. did. It did make sense.
1: So anyway, they create that space non- nonetheless. I'm over. I'm, I'm mansplaining now. <laughs> <laughs> but they they create the space, and then there's always somebody that gets a head onto the ball or gets yeah. a foot onto the ball, and it's consistent. If this if it's not on goal, it's around goal exactly. and not far and not far off. So I'm very very much impressed with their set pieces. That was my biggest takeaway. Um, But yeah, back to you, man.
0: No, I thought that was really well explained. I think that City do have a secret weapon in that. And normally we always attribute their ability and their success to them being so good at playing on the ground and, you know, intricate through ball and kind of line cutting and incisive passes that cut through defenses, you know, from Goodboy and from Foden, from Bernardo Silva, or even the back line, Ederson even. But I think with this in their arsenal as well, Pun intended, I guess. But in their arsenal as well, um, they're able to kind of add this extra threat aerially, where like Rodri will score a goal, Ake will score a goal.
1: I also know, want to add Ubin to that, um, not to cut you off, but there's teams do not defend set pieces. There, there's I been to say that.
0: By the way, Leeds are the worst defense, the worst team. This, this is stat there, yeah. the worst defensive team from set pieces this year. I w-
1: so yeah, I mean, I'm giving credit to City nonetheless, but no, just to say bad that, bad that bad. yeah, obviously there was little to no defense, you know, against them. Yeah. Um, I, but I want to add, as a whole for football, I don't feel like teams defend set pieces anymore. I think that it's going to come around again in the next, mm, I would say the next three, three to three to five years. You'll see more people being able and open about how they are defending set pieces and different tactics because it's something in the game that I feel like has been has been lost. At one point in time, people knew how to defend set pieces. This is the thing. They had teams. There were strategies. You know what I mean? The people held their line a lot better than they did now, mind you. The calls are also shambolic, especially in the prem, so it's kind of hard to say. But it's just um, it's a different time in the game, and I just what I'm getting at is that city is taking advantage of the fact that this is a part, a huge part of the game that majority of the teams and uh, individuals playing neglect.
0: Definitely, hundred percent. I want to, I don't want to go much further because obviously there's many other games to touch on. but yeah. I think that's a really good point to mention because I do feel like the that's a part of the game that's massively neglected, as you said. Yeah. One team that, you know, is just... I mean, I'll just give you guys a stat just to enter into this match, this next match. So one team is currently sitting in third place in the Premier League, and they're the current champions of Europe and champions of the world. And they have the second most individual areas that have led to goals this season. And they're only one point one goal uh, behind, should I say, like Everton, who they played against, are one they have one less error that led to a goal than they do. Who am I speaking about? Titanic FC, who sunk Chelsea FC, one nothing at Goodison Park, thanks to another Brazilian, Richarlison. Now, normally I'd let Nara take the handle on this and you know, we go to a therapy session of him trying to soothe me and telling me about how Chelsea got destroyed and how terrible they are. Hey, All yo, things that I will chill openly up, chill admit.
1: Up. I ain't never trying to soothe you, bro. I just be telling you facts. You take no, it you no. But I'm it saying it. the way you
0: deliver the information is in a way that I can digest it and not be like, oh, like wow, why, why are you roasting? Why are you flaming? No, that's facts. You know what I mean? Like, I, okay, yeah. that, word, that word, that word, might have been a ill temper. No, yeah, no, just, chosen, just because I don't feel
1: like I don't feel like I'm trying to be nice about it. No, no, no but, no. but I'm just saying. Like, but I, am, I do. I do. Too agree. What I'm saying. Yeah, you're, not, yeah. you're
0: not. going for the jugular. You're not coming to. Not I'm not with yeah.
1: like, this. You're not coming after. Even you're though like, I really feel like I should be. But no, but there's no need to because I've
0: accepted it. It'd be different if I was. Nah,
1: bro. You don't. You don't accept
0: it. Have we not spoken out there? How many times have you heard me give you the real deal about what's going on? I've said this many times. At least this season. you've heard me say it many, many, many times. They're going to love that beef. I'll let you go on. <laughs> <laughs> Shame. Yeah. I actually hate this guy, bro. Anyways, just to say that, yeah... Uh the- <laughs> can you continue? Yeah, yeah Richardson scored in the forty sixth minute, but again, a very scrappy game and Everton who obviously knew Burnley had won the g- the day before had a real incentive, a real chip on their shoulder to go on and win. It's Frank Lampard's team as well. Obviously he's a former he's a Chelsea legend, a former Chelsea manager mm-hmm. who got slacked by Chelsea about a year or so ago. For Thomas Duco, I think to this day I still think is the correct decision. I think Frank Lampard is a terrible manager, despite beating us, which I knew would happen because football is like that. It's very it's very like uh what's the word? It just has those moments where like the Unpredictable. Know, yeah, unpredictable, but also like it's it's poetic that way, where it's like, oh, like the manager that you sack ends up beating you with his next team who's about to get relegated. Yeah. And don't say, oh, Steven Everton won't get relegated. i even after beating beating Chelsea, and it's not being me, me being salty. I thought that I thought this before the game. I still think Everton will get relegated. I'm almost certain of it. Because Burnley have way too much passion that Everton don't show. Except like of course to, you know Jordan Pickford who made the save of the century against Asper with that with that save out of the goal. I don't know how he saved that. Lord knows how he saved it. But for speaking of Aspinaguetta, who's a massive fraud, but he's leaving at the end of the summer. So you know me, I'm celebrating. Come on, Chelsea fans, we're losing him, man. Finally, the guy who's been frauding our club for the last four or five years is finally leaving, ladies and gentlemen. And I just want to say that the mistake he made, another error, I think it's the sixth error, number sixteen or seventeen of the season for Chelsea, which has led to a, immediately led to a goal. He's finally not going to be here next year. It's going to be glorious. And again, yes, he had a chance to equalize, but to be honest, I'm happy he didn't score because I need him out of this club. Amen. That's all I want to say. No comment. Everton again were quite poor. I'ma be real again. They all they did is look there's typical shit house tactics. All they chose to do and all they were looking to do is constantly foul, constantly get the referee on their side. And you could see how rigged this game was to make sure everything didn't lose. Which I hated because that's classic Premier League. But anyways, it is what it is. Everton win. I have some beef now. So I'm hoping Everton do get do truly get relegated. And when they do, I will be back on this podcast speaking all the truths I can say about this club in the championship. Anyways, they won one nothing. Where Shaw scored. Now you have anything else? Anything else to say to that?
1: Nah, nothing else to add to that, man. know, Chelsea suck.
0: Yeah, we know that. That's a yeah. fact. That, that, that's been established from from time now. And I'll say this now, just just kind of clarify your point. I think this is the worst Chelsea team assembled, like the eleven that I've ever seen since being a Chelsea fan ever. I've supported Chelsea for the last ten years. This is the worst Chelsea team I've ever witnessed with my two eyes. No,
1: no word of a lie. No
0: exaggeration. Yeah, I know we won the Champions League. I, I don't even know.
1: We, we we we've you know. We're beating a dead horse at this point, but the thing is, it's not even so much about the players. The players aren't that great all around, but there's just the system and the mentality of this team is yes. just. It's but it's the players, I
0: think, because it's a players' mentality.
1: Yeah, like I said, it's not not the players, but we move. No, I agree with you. But again, another episode. Have
0: that in the archives of episodes that will come out. Like you, you guys know how much I have such a passion for this club. And I will find a way to properly dissect what exactly has happened with Nari in this exclusive episode, mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of bits and pieces throughout the main episodes. But uh, back again with another game, you know, the white side of North London and I'll we'll get to the red side, but the white side of North London, they won three, one against Leicester city. And of course, I mean, it wouldn't be an, another Tottenham game when they win at home and, you know, human son and Harry Kane are scoring goals for fun. There's only two Tottenham, two Tottenhams you get in this, in this world, ladies and gentlemen. The Spurs that get cooked by teams they should not be getting cooked by, or the Spurs that cook teams that are terrible. This and the thing is about Spurs when they play against bad teams they make sure the bad teams know they're bad. And Leicester, who have been arguably one of the worst teams in the Premier League this season, showed just how bad they really are. Harry Kane scoring, and I mean once it's one nothing at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against a weaker opposition. Although Spurs do bottle it a lot, so Spurs are known for, but they played really well in this game and the, the three points were fully deserved in my opinion.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Um, I think the goals, the two goals by Son. Magnificent. Yeah, especially the second one. I was just going to Beautifully struck yep. as, given this fact that he didn't even take that much of a step or stride into the shot. On his left foot as well. On the left peg. And um, yeah, had enough bend on it. Let me be real. A better keeper would have saved that. But it was a great shot though. Because the keeper's positioning he's he was out of place. And then Son had capitalized on that um i still think that even it it could beat a good keeper as well man like that could have gone past ederson that, that could have gone past uh allison, Be- allison. like Becker. it could have it could have but i still don't feel like the placement of the ball was that great and i do feel like uh predominantly and primarily the keeper's positioning was very poor like when you watch where his hands reached and the timing of when he had jumped you're like doesn't make sense bro you could have you could have got that you could have got that but beautifully struck nice win for the spurs you guys know that in a couple of the earlier episodes, I was a Spurs fan. Um, oh, you admit it now?
0: Wow, I'm shocked.
1: I was. The Keyword was man, but I I dropped them. You know what I mean? I just said I ah, forget it, bro. It's not worth it. So I'm just I'm onto the next thing now. I'm just shake, playing. Shake. Nah, I don't really have a club. But you guys, you guys know I'm. I'm just Team yes, Brazil, This
0: Just make you a Liverpool fan. We know you want. You always talk about. Yeah. The, the, the high to be
1: real, to then. be honest, I'm actually a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Such a shame. When Klopp leaves, you won't be a Liverpool fan anymore. Don't you worry. No, nah, Liverpool,
0: they just they fresh. Yeah, anyways, I mean, they have your boy Mohamed Salah, bro, so just remember that. As a... But uh Son, yeah, as you mentioned, scored twice. And then, I mean, they were hoping to get a clean sheet because goal difference is a big factor right now in this top four race between them and Arsenal. Mm-hmm. But Kelechi Inacho, a player who I think is, again, is also going to be looking for a big move. He's been rarely used and underused and underappreciated by both the football populace as well as his manager Brendan Rodgers. And I feel like with this goal, it just shows you his quality. And you know, even the dying seconds when the game doesn't matter. He still tells himself, I want to get myself on the score sheet just for my own personal pride and make sure I get, you know, my momentum for going into the big game against Roma uh, next week. But onto the red side of North London now. And actually, we'll discuss that when we come back. And now into onto a London Derby. And Arsenal seem to have West Ham United's number. They're playing at the London Stadium as opposed to at the Emirates, where they did meet West Ham earlier this season. And they won this match 2-1 Arsenal. And uh, I'm going to be honest, again, West Ham are completely bopping them off the park, especially for, I'd say, for a large proportions of this game. But Arsenal are simply more clinical in their opportunities. They took them. And in football, it's about the fine margins, fine margins as I always say. So when you, when you score in those fine opportunities, those, those very, what's it called, those very um, specific moments where you're expecting a team to, you know, just be fragile or be a bit more loose, as West Ham typically aren't, but they were in this case. Arsenal made sure to punish them, and they put them to the sword, which led to two goals. First of all, which by new hairline, straight from Turkey, you know, back to England. And Rob Holding looks like he's 22 years old with the fresh Tory Lane's, you know, cut on his head. Scoring a great header to make it one nothing.
1: He actually switched it up for yeah, real? Yeah,
0: he did. He paid money for that and everything for that.
1: Say word. <laughs> man, Let the man do his thing, you know what I mean? You're on a TV, like... You don't blame him. It's a, it's a big deal to them, you know what I mean? True. is wait is this i see guys i gotta be real i don't even really know who this man is but is he a, is he uh negrito or no not at all okay okay so you see that's what even more bro <laughs> 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 yeah. but regardless the game did, did end
0: up being level after a really good goal and i good switch of play from declan rice to find vladimir Sopal on the right side he then played it into I'd say my slams best player this season, kind of like a a Salah Junior, an English Salah, in my opinion. And Jared Bowen, the same, they have a similar way of shooting the ball and simply being in the right place at the right time. Their positioning and finishing is, I think, it's quite similar. You see, Oh was Salah anywhere near as good as Jared Bowen? Go listen to the other episode. You guys will hear bro, how much we rate him. To don't even talk to them.
1: Don't even talk to them. Yeah, leave. like they're so del- like delusional. Like you can't just leave them alone, man. If they want to go crazy, let them go crazy. Like. Forget them, man.
0: Second half, Arsenal uh, scored again. The two Brazilians linking up: Gabriel Martinelli to Gabriel Magalhaes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: They made
0: it two-one for Arsenal. Two header goals from Arsenal. Yes, sir. And they are now in top four, three points behind Chelsea. With I mean, a huge gap in in goal difference. So I mean, it's going to be difficult for them to finish in third at that level, given that they're going to need to, I think, like thirty-six goals or whatever it is Jeez, between the two teams to, to break down that goal difference I season. exactly so I, I think it's unlikely that they'll surpass Chelsea although Arsenal fans will say yeah we're going to pass them we're going to pass them I don't think that's going to happen and that's not me speaking subjectively I'm being honest I don't think it's going to happen Arsenal have too many inconsistencies in their game like what well, other teams do like Chelsea do like Manu like uh, Spurs do as well
1: bro why are you scared of Arsenal fans now
0: you know why because <laughs> there's so many of them they're everywhere I always feel-
1: That's actually fact. Arsenal yeah, fans. Like I, I look. I look in left, right, I look right, look, look. But they're right, humble right. fans. They're that's not,
0: that's not true. They, they're they're one of the worst fan bases as well. Up with us, they're one of the worst, and the Arsenal fans will tell you that they're bad.
1: Arsenal fans aren't as bad as Chelsea fans. I'm not saying they're. Yeah.
0: Let's, let's not make it a competition. Yeah. But they are. There's more. They're of bad them. though. You're there's saying there's more of them. So because they're even, know. they're less than us. They're because there's more than more than more of them. Sorry. Despite them being better. There's more bad. If that makes sense. There's I, more, of but more bad. I, I got you. So many of them. I suppose. Got you. Less Chelsea fans, but the ones that are Chelsea fans are are terrible. That's what I'm
1: saying. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I can agree with that.
0: And uh, yeah, so finish two one, big win for Arsenal, for the Gunners. Uh, it's Arsenal. Yeah. And pa- I won't even do that. I have to do it when you guys lose, not when you do. Not, not when you win. This it's not. It's not funny when you win. <laughs> but onto a team that I normally completely and massively disrespect, but not this week. Manchester United, not divided, because divided they were not. They won 3-0 against Brentford, who beat Chelsea at home. And, I mean, if you're winning at home against Brentford, as United did, it's it's surely impressive because Brentford have been very good away from home. They've just been very good in, in recent form. they won, I think, like four or four of the last six or seven games. which just showed you how much they've changed and how the fortunes have changed for them recently. And, I mean, United this season, as Nari have said, I mean, Nari's probably just going to hit me with another one of the, you know what you're going to do, the classic mm. sigh. Uh. Oh, yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> but normally, whenever I say mention that, he always
1: goes, <sighs> "Oh, jeez You one have one one of those? Words. No, because I see the score line, bro. They, they did, they put it in work. You know. Yeah, and did. the thing is, something about me is like, if you're doing trash, best believe I'm gonna let you know. But if you're doing nice, I'm gonna let you grow. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna let it go. You know. Okay, frozen. So,
0: but anyways, um, United win. Goes from Bruno Fernandes, and uh, goes from CR, Cristiano Ronaldo, and then a goal from, you know, his first goal from Manchester United, Rafael Varane. This game was a goodbye to Nemanja Matic, a Manchester United legend. I'm joking. And Juan Mata, a Manchester United legend. I'm joking. But uh, <laughs> good performance from these guys, you know, the 30 old men. Ma- Mata brought, could they look to the be the a legend, seniors.
1: though. He could, be, he could look be a legend still. What, what do you mean? At uh, Manu Mata. Well he didn't put in work at Manu. What, you, what did he do? He didn't do anything. Just he's be- been riding bench. Just, he's a team viewer like the sponsor. No, that's facts. It's just because Mata himself. No, but, but- Mata is not a legend either. He's had one year of, of, of
0: brilliance and it was at Chelsea. And ever he's been at United for eight. He's been at Manchester Manchester United. For eight years. Yes, yeah, eight years. And you maybe only seen him play maybe 20% of every single season. No,
1: bro. I wasn't debating that. I'm just saying I know he used to put in mad work back in the day. It's kind of like a Fernando Torres where he had that stretch where he was hella quiet. But if you knew, you knew. Like, But Torres is also, I wouldn't compare the two. I you can't, man. I wouldn't compare the two. I same. mean,
0: they're both Spanish. I think both yeah. of them did win the World Cup, so yeah. fair play. But I wouldn't say that, especially the last eight or nine years, given that he's been in the Premier League. And he could have made a different move to a different club at least four or five years ago. Or yeah. he knew he'd get consistent game time. But at United or Manchester divided in this case because the whole dress room has been divided by, you know, senior citizens and then young people and uh, the hipster, new guys that come from out west, all of the above. But anyways, Matas, uh you know, he got his goodbye, which is kinda of funny to be honest, because I mean United fans have treated him terribly. He could have had such a wonderful career at a different club, in my opinion. But it is what it is. You I know. agree. He's now 33 years old and you think he's wasted his time at a team that is basically a bigger version of Titanic I've seen, I've said, as many times. Except for Ronaldo, who's just continuing to surpass United's terribleness. But a uh, penalty for Ronaldo, very well taken. And then Varane scoring to make it 3-0 and United winning in comfortable, convincing fashion against a very good Brentford team. It's a very good result for United. Although for them, it's guaranteed they'll probably be at best in the Europa League next season. But when we come back... To the STS Podcast. I don't mean like disappearing forever. I just mean from the break. Uh, we will be looking at the, uh, the massive fraudulent Don of the week. Or Donnie's of the week, should I say. Not McDonald's, just Donnie's of the week. As well as the Golasso, Asso, Asso of the week as well. And now... On to the fraud of the week for match day
1: 35. Fraud fraud watch. Uh, A total. A total. A total. Chambers.
0: And this week's fraud of the week is Norwich City.
1: And onto the goal of the week. Yeah, man, I, 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 for real. I'm like, okay, next thing. Like,
0: it's I'll easy. I just say it really quickly yeah. because they came up to the Premier League, and every game for them was basically them shaking the opposition's hand and saying, "We'll see you in the in the Premier League two years from now." Yeah, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna come up from the Championship in, uh, next season, and then we'll be in the Premier League for the. It ball. was we're fun. Going. It was fun, man. It was fun. It was it's fun. like a Dwayne Wade last, you know, last dance type tour, like you know, some Michael Jordan type, 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 type shit, bro. So really. Anyways, Norwich I just made them fun week because I thought they were very, very, you know, lifeless in their game against Villa where they knew their Premier League status was on the line and it didn't really show enough fight in my opinion to want to stay up but they kind of accepted that they'd be in the, in the championship next year and we're okay with that so I think that's a bit fraudulent and because they've never found a way to stabilize their club and their, their you know, their performances and, and the players that they, they pick in just to become a, a consistent Premier League team like the Burnley's like the, West, uh, the Wolves, like the Brightons, like the, uh, who else, it could be anyone, like the Brentfords now for example. So mm-hmm. that's why I say that for to the week. But uh, I won't belabor that. I think people already know already. I don't want to beat a, dead, a really dead horse in that case. But on to the goal of the week. Goal! No, I think we're going to be on this one. We just spoke about it earlier. And for me, there's only one goal that really stood out to me. Only really one. that I was like, yeah, that's a golasso.
1: Sonaldo! Sonaldo, so fam. That shot was crazy. Out of nowhere... I really liked the reaction. I don't know who it was, but somebody was standing behind one of his teammates. And when he scored the goal, yeah. Yeah, and they were just had their hands on their head when they saw it go. And, like, that really just a pin of my Emerson Royale. No, it wasn't Emerson Royale. Oh, actually, it the, I it I actually was sneaked. I saw Day the shorts. Kul- it was
0: Dan Kulisevsky. And he saw yeah. the shorts. I,
1: all I had to do was see inside the shorts. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just read the Day shorts. Dan Kulisevsky, bro. Oh, they don't know about the shorts? No, they don't know about the shorts. All right, we're going to have to talk about the shorts next time, guys. You have to tap in for that. Yeah,
0: exactly. We will tap into that too. Yeah end of the season review, we'll talk, when we come to each team, we're going to go through each team, and we'll, we'll be looking at Emerson Royale specifically yeah. at Spurs. But yeah, I the just source. want to say that, just like you said, I thought it was a really good goal, and I thought that uh, I thought that Spurs, you know, in that game performed really well, and Son epitomized it with that finish. Like, that's the kind of goal where you think to yourself, like, we're not losing today. Yeah. No matter what, I know the scoreline, I think, was 3-0 at that time when he scored it, but, like, that was like a, really, like a, you know, you put the nail in the coffin, that really just killed it off. And, as, and again, on his weaker left foot, I think it's even more impressive. The score goal on your left foot like that yeah. is always really nice to see. It's always like, that's like even more special. It was
1: really well taken, given it's weak, it's his weaker foot for exactly, sure. Exactly. For
0: sure. He's never expected, like you said, on your, on your right foot, you're like, okay, maybe you can see the angle looking to shape because you're expecting a player to drop on, drop his shoulder and look to put it yeah. in the top right hand corner. But our keepers left are right as viewers. And in this case, it was the keepers right our left as viewers. It's Where actually the, the
1: opposite, goal. but it's okay. No, no, he shot the ball and went to the top left. It's, so it's our left and his right. That's what I said. You said his right. I said left. keeper's right, our left. Anyway, man, they know now. They know. I think I, maybe is me, but no, I think you said it wrong the first time. It don't matter, though. It was a great goal. It was a great goal, still. Yeah, uh, you actually ruined the goal of the week, bro. Yeah. Not back <laughs> on the, the chat, not, 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 <laughs> El Nari on Mondays, bro. El <laughs> Nari on Monday. He's not coming back on Mondays.
0: Only come on Fridays when he's fully prepared, man. No, I'm joking, joking. But uh, no, no. Uh, thank you guys for listening, though. And that's the, that's gonna be the end of the Sun Sunday. Wow, I'm I'm losing it now. The Monday. Yeah, episode. You see,
1: keep talking, keep talking.
0: Okay, man. Let me rewind it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the Steven Talk Soccer podcast. This has been another Monday episode. This has been the Steven's Footy Inside episode number 22. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Nari will be back with me again on Friday and he will be back again the next following Monday as well. Yes, so just sir. be prepared for that. That's going to be some really big things coming soon. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to tell me how you feel about the podcast and make sure to, sh- sh- make sure to, sh- well, I don't know, want- I'm wild enough. Make sure to share and also make sure to check out Nari on all the social he's everywhere on TikTok especially where he's really prominent you know we've got everything music related that you could need He is there yes, he's that sir. guy yes sir Add not Nari with a K K-N-O-T-N-A-R-I I yes, won't repeat sir. it again unless you guys are mud but I don't think you are so you'll understand that tap in thank you guys for listening though uh, I will be back again it's welcome welcome to the SES squad and please pick a jersey number it would be very much appreciated Nari be easy y'all Hey everyone, are you enjoying the content? Please be sure to leave a rating and a review and to check out my other episodes. If you're looking for more Steven Talk Soccer content, you can find me at STS Pod on Instagram, at Steve Talks on Twitter, and at Steven Talk Soccer on TikTok. Become a consistent starter in the STS squad.